Andrew's Daily Five. Five. When I was six years old, I broke my leg. I was running from my brother and his friends. Tasted the sweet perfume of the mountain grass I rolled down. Hey guys, I'm Andrew. I hope you're as excited as I am to get to the end of this list because the best is yet to come. Let's rock and roll. Roll. All right, the last 25 songs. So exciting. This was the original list I made in January. It was just the 25 songs before expanding it to 250 and then 500. So I feel very passionately about these 25 songs, and I know that you're going to love them. There is a balderdash alert for the episode. Starting off, number 25 is My Hero by Foo Fighters from The Color and the Shape 1997. According to Dave Grohl, the song is dedicated to ordinary, everyday heroes, as he himself never had musical or sports heroes growing up as a child. Bradley Cook, the recording engineer for the song, has said that Grohl told him that the song is about Kurt Cobain. However, he later joked, while the song may be about Cobain, it's actually more focused on the time the late singer stole Grohl's Yero from the office fridge. Dave Grohl recorded two different drum tracks, giving the song an amazing percussive sound. On one track, Grohl played the bass drum, hi-hat, snare drum, and crash cymbals. On the second track, it is again the bass drum, but he also played the rack and floor toms as well as the snare. This is the third Foo Fighters song on my list. Here is My Hero. So yesterday I asked 10 to 15 people how to pronounce the Greek word G-Y-R-O, which is a type of sandwich wrap, and got everything from Euro to Gyro to Hero to Gyro. It made me feel a little better since I didn't know the right pronunciation, which Google lists as Gyro. Number 24 is Howlin' For You by the Black Keys from their album Brothers in 2010. This album was recorded at the Muscle Shoals Sound Studio. Muscle Shoals, located in northwest Alabama, opened in April of 1969 and hosted several legendary acts, most famously the Rolling Stones and Paul Simon. 
The studio was closed in 2005 and had not seen recording in nearly 30 years, most recently having operated as a poorly maintained museum. Black Keys producer Mark Neal contacted Noah Webster, the musician and entrepreneur responsible for refurbishing the old studio, who cut the band a good day rate, quote, albeit with the clear understanding that we were getting nothing but an empty building with a bathroom and, yes, air conditioning. Now, I have it on good authority that there is a fantastic documentary called Muscle Shoals about this studio, as a friend of mine has persistently recommended this documentary to me over a half dozen times. And I may have sort of promised to watch it before starting research on the next list in my podcast, so we'll see how that goes. This is the third Black Keys song on my list. Here is Howlin' For You. been pointed out that this song's beat is very similar to Gary Glitter's 1972 song Rock and Roll Part 2. Here is a clip. Next up, 23, is Dreams by Fleetwood Mac from their album Rumors in 1977. Stevie Nicks wasn't needed in the studio one day, so she wandered over to a different studio and said, I found a drum pattern, switched my little cassette player on, and wrote Dreams in about 10 minutes. Right away, I liked the fact that I was doing something with a dance beat, because that made it a little unusual for me. When Nicks played the song for the rest of the group, she said, they weren't nuts about it, but I said, please, please record this song, at least try it, because the way I play things sometimes, you really have to listen. Keyboardist Christine McVie described the song as having, quote, just three chords and one note on the left hand and boring when Nick's played a rough version on the piano. McVie changed her mind, however, after Buckingham, quote, fashioned three sections out of identical chords, making each section sound completely different. He created the impression that there's a thread running through the whole thing. When the Cranberries asked to cover the song in the 90s, Nick's vehemently refused, saying she, quote, wanted to be the only voice anyone ever hears when they hear it. But she was outvoted four to one by the rest of the band. This is the fifth Fleetwood Mac song on my list. Here is Dreams. Now here you go again, 
22 is Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix Experience, released as a single in 1966. The origins of this song are a bit uncertain, and it is possibly a conglomerate of three different songs, but Billy Roberts registered the song for copyright in 1962. Many artists performed the song in the 60s, including a slower version by a folk singer named Tim Rose. In 1966, Chaz Chandler discovered Hendrix performing a slower blues rock arrangement similar to Rose's version. Chandler decided to take Hendrix with him to England in September of 66, where he would turn him into a star. His plan worked. This was Hendrix's first single, and it became a hit in the UK. In 2012, 7,273 guitarists gathered in Roklaw, Poland, and all played Hey Joe simultaneously, setting a Guinness World Record. This is the fourth Hendrix song on my list. Here is Hey Joe. I listened to several different versions of Hey Joe by artists that recorded it before Hendrix. My favorite was the Safaris. Here they are singing Hey Joe, Where Are You Going from 1966. Hey Joe, where you going? And in 1968, Frank Zappa recorded a parody of the song called Flower Punk. Hey, Paul, where you going with that flower in your hand? Hey, Punk, where you going with that flower in your hand? Well, I'm going up to Frisco to join a psychedelic band. I'm going up to Frisco to join a psychedelic band. And last up for the day, 21 is Losing My Religion by R.E.M. from their album Out of Time in 1991. Guitarist Peter Buck wrote the main riff and chorus on a mandolin while watching TV one day. He had just bought the instrument and was attempting to learn how to play it, recording the music as he practiced. 
Buck said that, quote, when I listened back to it the next day, there was a bunch of stuff that was really just me learning how to play mandolin, and then there's what became Losing My Religion, and then just a whole bunch more of me learning to play the mandolin. Singer Michael Stipe has repeatedly stated that the lyrics are not about religion. The phrase, losing my religion, is an expression from the South that means, quote, losing one's temper or civility, or feeling frustrated and desperate. Stipe said that it is about someone who pines for someone else. It's unrequited love. This is the second R.E.M. song on my list. Here is Losing My Religion. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Joe, and anyone else that has dreams of the 60s making an epic comeback, I want to give you a quick update on that second most played decade. The 90s picked up two. They're at 86. The aughts at 83. The 60s now tied with 83 as well. We will keep a close watch on this race over the last four episodes. And I will see you then. Take care. I can't wait to go home. I'm on my way.